This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views or opinions expressed are those of our own. We do not offer any professional or medical advice. We are the Sinful Ladies. Join Miss Sin and Lady Croft as we talk about all the sinful subjects you can think of. Hey, hey, guys. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. We, we are um, trying to uh, get motivated to do this tonight. And across from me, I have Miss Lady Croft. Hello, hello. Da, 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 da. Dun, da. <laughs> and across from me is the sexy Miss Sin. What, what? Yes, this is me. Mm-hmm. This is me. I. Tis I. And together we make we. We we are the sinful ladies. We are. What 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 what? So what have we done in the last couple of weeks? Oh, man, let's see. Hmm. Let me double I check my calendar. I don't think I've been doing much, but moving or packing oh, up my kid. And packing up my kids. What I've been doing. Yeah, so let's see, two weeks ago, uh, Don and I had a date, we had a date night, um, it was just the two of us, went to a ho- hotel, it was kind of nice, hadn't been just him and me and not an event for a mm-hmm. little bit, so that was kind of nice. Uh, we went out to a bar with our friends, Yes, and so that was pretty fun. I, I like to just sit and watch. And I think like some sometimes the uh, like acquaintances that we have, like, you know, or, you know, like the friends, but they're not like super close friends. Right. Think that I'm being like left out or something as Don goes and does his social butterfly thing, like but just they all over the bar. They don't understand that um, we just let him do him. Like, I I am more than happy. Like, I will social butterfly a little bit, but my comfort zone is let me sit down, like, and I love it at, at the local swingers haunt because they have, literally, it's, they call it swingers row. <laughs> my, my hairdresser told me that. Yes. She made me laugh. She's like, oh, so let me guess you, when you go, when you go there, you probably sit in swingers row. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but, you know, because they just have a whole long line of, you know, basically booth seats. So I can just sit there. And then I've got a whole view of the room, which I like because yeah. then it's like, ooh, it's feeding my people watcher. Yes. Yes. And but there were a couple people who were like, are you OK? I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I'm that just was the, enjoying. That's the one thing that I always hate when people are you OK? You don't look like you're having a good time. I'm having a great time. But because you don't see me jumping up and being all kinds of chaotic, that think you think that I'm not having a good time. Well, and for example, I was on my phone and A and C were there, which was great. Uh, but then A saw me and I was doing one of my random puzzles and she was like, sweetie, you're doing a Sudoku at the bar. You're not having a good time. And I was like, but I am. You don't understand though, like, because... Okay, it's my OCD. There are certain games that, you know, like they have the daily updates, right? Yes. And so this particular thing has multiple puzzles. Like it's like nine puzzles every day and they call it puzzle page. And so I was needing to make sure that I completed all of my puzzles for the puzzle pages that night because I I, I don't like to leave them unfinished for the next day. But I didn't want to like just tell A like, well, okay, it's my OCD. I mean, she probably would get it, you know, especially being a teacher and seeing all of her students and stuff having their own little versions of OCD. But it's like, I just, and you finish it. Yes. And then once I finished it, I'm fine. But I got to finish it first because I hadn't, I didn't realize that I hadn't finished it until I was just checking it. Like it drives me crazy not to answer a text. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, for me, it's seeing the little like uh, alert icons. Yes. The little bubbles. Oh, uh -uh. I don't like that. I don't either. I don't like that. I also don't like having multiple tabs open if I don't know what they're open for. <clears throat> Dawn, Mr. Oh, well, I learned the iPhone has a max of 500 tabs. I, I have certain tabs open, but I know what they're open for. Exactly. I'm like, how many instances of Fat Life do you have open, babe? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> a lot. Come on. Delete, delete. 
But, you know, like, it was like, are, are, you, are you okay? Are you having a good time? I was like, I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying this. It's yes. fine. Um, but it was just, it was, it was kind of funny. Um, it was nice seeing some of our, some of our peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see, last weekend had a date with Dawn in motorboat. Uh, she came up and they did impact and I got to watch and take pictures, pretty pictures. Well, really, I didn't have to take pictures, but I wanted to take pictures because so daddy left a handprint like on her butt, like just a perfect pristine. I could outline each finger. I was like, oh, I was like, don't move. I'm going to get my kid. I'm going to get my phone and I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to send it to you because you need to see your ass. <laughs> and she was like, really? I was like, just shh, give me a minute. And of course, I didn't have to tell her to shush because she had daddy's dick in her mouth. So, so I actually ended up getting kind of a good picture because his hand, his hand is up like holding her hair, like you know, on and then just button. It was mm-hmm. very nice. I was like, but look at that handprint, just pfft. like mm-hmm. that. And um, he had used one of his floggers on it that has the little, like little snap thingies on mm-hmm. them, and as he was hitting. Her at like you could see the dots, yeah. And of course, my ADD butt, my ADD butts had completely worn off. And so I was like, "Can I touch your butt?" <laughs> I'm like, are, "Are you are you in in the middle? Can I can I go rub?" Because I that, that's what I like to do when he's doing impact with her, like in between. I'll go and I'll be the sweet one. I'll rub the booty and be <laughs> like, "Here, like nice." Then just give it some kisses. Uh, but I was like, oh, look at the little dots. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> and she was giggling as I was poking the little dots. But I'm like, I can see where it hit you. Do, boop, 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 boop. I couldn't help it. It was it was just, it was very amusing to me. Well, yeah. But, yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was pretty good. It was a very good, good time, good weekend. And then, of course, we had the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yes. And surprisingly... I didn't have to call and explain anything or have Dawn explain anything to my kids this year. Well, so I'll, okay. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Although we did do um, Super Bowl bingo. Uh, a friend of mine had made a bunch of boards and so we printed them out and we were having the kids, you know, and it was funny. Just like little funny things like, um, you know, a penalty declined, you know, um, a flag for offsides. Uh, you know, a Mahomes to Kelsey pass, an interception, a beer commercial, an insurance commercial, a gambling commercial. Um, there was one because of the commentator Tony Romo. Um, Romo says, "I don't know, Jim." <laughs> uh, Mister Irrelevant, you know, and like things like that. And that one, but my kids got like right off the bat because one of the first things Tony Romo said was, "Oh, there's Mister Irrelevant," and I was like, "Oh, kids, they're bingo board. Go for it." Go for it. But it was just really funny because my kids were just like, what's holding? It's when you hold someone's hand. <laughs> I was like, well, so then I sat down and I, I tried to explain. And then, of course, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that that was right. So then I Googled it and it was right. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I was worried. But yeah, it was. It was a long game, though. Went into overtime. It was. It was and, long. And then it was funny because then, of course, you know, Chiefs won. Very last minutes, whatever. So I turn the TV off and I go downstairs. Gabe's already in bed. And I crawl in bed. And then all of a sudden we hear boom, boom, boom outside. Because yep. our neighbor across the street was shooting off mortars. And Gabe rolls over and, lo- and cracks down and goes, I'm judging by the mortars that the Chiefs won. <laughs> and I yes. said, yep, you're right. <laughs> yep. He's like, we probably could have gone to sleep and they would have woken us up with that and we wouldn't have even need to watch the game. I was like, true. They could have. Oh, my goodness, though. I love the halftime show. Uh, sure. <laughs> I loved it when he put on the skates. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I loved it. He, he was just slowly like stripping out of his white outfit and then he took his shirt off and I was like, oh my God, he's taking his shirt off. Ah, I'm sure. <laughs> and, then, and then he went and he got into that 
blue and black, like sparkle number, glitter number on the skate. Oh my gosh. I saw the skates and I immediately texted you, Usher on skates. I know it. <laughs> I loved it. But I follow him on one of his, um, I think it's his TikTok page or either Instagram, one of two, and he's always out somewhere skating. I love it. Yeah, no, it, it's one of those things that's like, I I love I loved it. It was so funny because there were a couple commercials that he was in. Uh, like one was before the halftime show and he was in the same outfit in the commercial that he was in during the halftime show. So, you know, kind of yeah. fit in together. And then afterwards, <clears throat> um, it was the stupid Uber Eats or whatever commercial like, oh, oh yeah. Uber Eats, what, you know, for Uber Eats delivery, you know, they deliver other things too. If you have to forget something else to remember that Uber Eats delivers other things, that's okay. You know, and had like Jennifer Aniston forgetting, um, fuck the guy that played Ross on Friends. I don't remember his name. Yeah. But, you know, and things like that. And then he was like, it was afterwards and he was like, huh, I wonder what just happened. You know, like he had just gotten done, you know, with the halftime show kind of a thing. I was like, some of these commercials will only work this once, like only work for after the Super Bowl, you know. Right. It's only, and, it's only good for this one yeah, time. Yeah. Let, let, like you can do this once and then you're probably never going to air it again, you know. But... <clears throat> What about you? What what did you do last couple weekends? Packed my kid. <laughs> Nothing. He, he's given up his apartment. Yep. I I haven't done much. <clears throat> well, you know, that's but okay, it, though. I, I haven't wanted to. It's just been kind of, you know. I understand that. Just, just body's been out of whack and. I understand that. My uh, middle child is having an immigrant feast for Valentine's Day. Um, instead of like a Valentine's Day party, they do a uh, immigrant feast. And so I made some homemade tortillas um, like my grandma used to make. And I realized today that I need a tortilla press <laughs> because it, it. I realized it's a lot different rolling it out to try to get the same like thinness that I need. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want it to be thin, but not too thin, but I want it to be thick enough that it, you know, has some oomph there. So it's not like a cracker. Right. When I cook it. And, but it's different because I didn't have my grandma there going, ah, okay, it's perfect. Put it on, cook it. You know, like, cause she would immediately, I would be rolling it out. And I would get it and she'd be like, oh, perfect. And I would just stop and I would just put it on there. And then I realized I didn't have her. <laughs> I didn't have her next to me to be like, oh, you're done. So I'm like, mm. Yeah. I'm like, I, I need I need a tortilla press. That would help. Just me. That takes, that takes the authenticity. Authentic, anyways. Authenticity. Yes, out of it. No, it doesn't. Although it is, a re- they were very irregular. And my, my. Talk something over back there. Uh. I saw I saw the soda bottle move because it hit the. So I was like, "Oh, it wasn't me." You 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 have a ghost. No, I think it's I think it's the back of the chair. Oh, probably because I'm I'm fidgety, so I'm I'm yes. slightly turning in the chair back yes. and forth, back and forth. Anyways, <sighs> yeah. So, what topics <sighs> do we have? So we have a couple of emails from people. I am so sorry, listeners, if you have. Sent in uh, emails and we haven't gotten to them very quickly. I'm so, so sorry. Um, But we are going to get to a couple of them today. So, (coughs) excuse me. My goodness. So, uh, grab that bottle before you hit that thing again and it falls over. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's fine. And scoochie, scoochie. Okay, there we go. (coughs) Move that slightly. Okay. So this is from P and uh, P is writing and she says, ladies help. My partner of four months is dealing with a lot of insecurity regarding my relationship with my nesting partner of seven years. My new partner sees themselves as secondary and lesser than. Wait a a minute. Mm -hmm. Let's back up. The, it's not the, the primary. So P Yes. Is writing in. Mm-hmm. She is the hinge. Right. So her n- partner of four months 
is dealing with a lot of insecurity regarding her relationship with her nesting partner of seven years. Okay. Her new partner sees themselves as secondary and lesser than. It's caused a rift in our relationship, and I'm not sure what I can do to help resolve those feelings. We date separately, so my partners have never met. This needs to be resolved without them talking. Thanks in advance. So... I had to make sure I was following the same... So, um, I did email you back, P, and I did uh, get a couple clarifying questions. So, um, the nesting partner and P have been together for seven years. Mm -hmm. This is background information. They have been poly for five. Uh, nesting partner has two other partners that they see on a regular basis. And P only has nesting partner and new partner. Um, has not traditionally had more than just the nesting partner at one time because didn't feel like she needed it. Right. So, For whatever okay. reason. Yeah. And, that, and that's fine. Right. Sometimes you feel like you're saturated or, you know, polysaturated, whatever. With, or or with sometimes you're just like, I'm not, I, I just can't right now. Exactly. Sometimes on. we take breaks and that's okay too. Yeah. So this is a new situation for her to be dealing with. So I can understand because traditionally you pee in your relationship with your nesting partner, you have been part of the V of the hinge. You haven't been the hinge. Right. Your nesting partner has been the hinge. Right. Now you are put in the position of being the hinge mm -hmm. and are trying to navigate this. So I understand that this is probably a little new and uncomfortable and you're trying to figure this out so gauge where all the things need to be exactly so couple things first um your new partner you've only been seeing them for four months okay so that's a very very new relationship right so i would slow way way down with you know with this new partner it's one of those take take a breath because when you are that new in a relationship like that, then it becomes you are still trying to figure out your communication style with each other. Mm -hmm. You are still trying to figure out what each of you is, you know, like wanting or bringing. What is that noise? There is a noise. It, I, it sounds like there's someone who's like riding a motorcycle or something up and down the street. It's the weirdest vibration sound. I know. I'm that's why like, I feel it feels like, like it's like a, a, a motorcycle or something. something. Yeah. See, there it goes again. Oh, yeah. No, that's I weird. don't know. Sorry, I, guys. I if you can hear this. Sorry. sorry. If you can't. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. Um, but when you are so new in a relationship, you're still trying to figure things out and figure out, can you get past the... Honeymoon stage. You're still trying to figure out boundaries. Well, well, yeah, you're still getting to know one another. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but you can't know everything about a person in four months. You just can't. Um, I mean, I'm still learning new things about Don, you know, and he's still learning new things about me, I'm sure. Right. And, you know, um, same with Gabe and I. And, you know, we've been married for freaking 14 years right. at this point. 15 years this year, actually. And, and, and I mean, you still, you still, not even that, but as you get older, you start, things start changing more. You start, you know, either mm -hmm. developing this or liking that or shutting this down or, you know, it's just, it's kind of one of those. It, <sighs> yes. Now, I will say um, that, uh, P, you did tell me that your new partner says they are poly but have never had a long-term poly relationship before. So I will say it does make me wonder if your new partner has never actually tried poly before and they are trying this for the first time with you, but didn't want to tell you yeah. they're trying this for the first time with you. <clears throat> or or was it that, that they've had a different experience and, that's what they expected to be, and it's not that way now. Or it, exactly. Um, so, a couple of things here too. I know that you've said that there's no explicit 
hierarchy um, in your email to me, um, back to me saying that there is no explicit hierarchy. Um, however, I will say there is, even if you don't necessarily say, okay, this person is my primary, this person is this, this person is this, there is something called situational right. hierarchy. So by virtue of the fact that you have been with your other partner for seven years and you live together, you're nesting. That means you cohabitate. You probably share finances mm -hmm. with this person. There is a situational hierarchy there based on the fact that you live with that person and you share finances with that person. Have responsibilities. Exactly. Know. You have mutual responsibilities and additional responsibilities that you do not have with this other partner. Again, mm -hmm. because it's new. Right. Not saying that that couldn't happen somewhere down the line, you know, if they wanted to move in with you or et cetera. Right. But because you guys date separately and they haven't met, so, you know, and this needs to be resolved without them meeting. I, I also wonder, is there a reason why they can't meet? Or is it just because? Yeah, I didn't ask that question. You may, you may, you may let me know, P. Yeah, um, because, you know, if – And I, I will say, um, too, you say, I'm not sure what I can do to help resolve those feelings. You can't really do much. Well, but, but – but, Because it's not your responsibility right. to handle their feelings. No, but you can help the situation into – what is causing those feelings? Mm -hmm. Is it something I'm doing? Is it, I mean, simple as, why can't I meet your partner? Because mm -hmm. maybe that's inside going, it seems kind of sketchy. And maybe not. I don't know what mm -hmm. you've said or what you haven't said. So I, I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. And I know that yeah. that's, it's just because I don't have information. But maybe it's something, it's not your responsibility to control their feelings, not even your responsibility to make them happy. That's that's them on what they need to do. But if you can help the situation and, and to help them be guided to a better set of feelings. It, well, exactly. Because feeling like they are secondary or lesser than, that is speaking to an insecurity that they have about your relationship. So it, there's you need, something that's brought that on. And, and we need to figure out what is the <coughs> root of the insecurity. Right. Is the root of the insecurity that... They're afraid, is this an affair? Are you cheating on your other partner? Is is that what that is? Is that what that fear? You have to get to the root of it. Figure out right. what the fear is that's underlying the insecurity. And they may not like that, but it's something that needs to be tackled because then you can't help get them to a, a place of understanding. And you, you can't and you can't help assuage the fear if there you know is a legitimate fear that this your partner has, and if it's you know, not something that they need to be worrying about and you can disprove it or you can reassure them in a, a different way. But you need to know what that fear is. Right. Because it is the fear that, okay, you know, I'm never going to meet your partner. And is that because you just don't have people at your, you know, your house? You don't date at your house? Is it because, you know, X, Y, Z? Right. Is, are, are they feeling lesser than because they are you're talking about them more or you know talking about your life with them when you're with the other partner you know with your new partner because um there are things that you can do to potentially ease that however i will say that it does become hard to compartmentalize your life because an option is you could stop talking about your nesting partner when you're with your new partner. Because there is there are people that will do poly with a our time is our time and what you do outside of our time is whatever. But I don't want to talk about what goes on out, you know, outside of our time when we're together. Mm -hmm. I personally find that a very hard dynamic to uh, perpetuate and live personally, but that is because I can't compartmentalize myself that way. I can't be this version of Lady Croft when I'm with you, Miss Sin. Just and and, right, and right. forget everything else 
but only, you know, just be Lady Croft and doing the sinful ladies when I'm with you. I can't, I can't compartmentalize myself that way because I'm still Gabe's wife. I'm still Don's partner. I'm still your best friend. Right. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still a mom. I'm still all of these other things. And so for me, I find it hard. I do know there are people that have done that and do that successfully, but you're the only one who can know if that is an option for you. And and it's it's kind of one of those things too where you have to sit when when you're looking at the situation, looking at where that fear is coming from. First off, you, the person who has that fear, do they want to get rid of that fear? Mm-hmm. Because in, in, in some situations, people like to hold on to that fear because that's what is comfortable to them, because that's where they are. That's what they're used to. They're used to, yeah. And <clears throat> it's kind of one of those where... First off, finding out, like I said, if you want to, to, to fix that fear mm-hmm. and then and actually acknowledging what it is and are you willing to get to a place, like you said, where not being just Lady Croft with me, mm-hmm. knowing that there's an other or... Well, to others or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be because um especially going into poly it, it's a hard thing to adjust to especially if you've never done it or you know um well i mean i will i will talk very candidly that don used to have a an ex that he had this type of relationship with that you know it was a they kind of had a don't ask don't tell kind of a thing um, that they didn't talk about the their other partners that they were with, or if they had other partners other than the spouses, uh, other than the you know the spouses that they already knew about, kind of a thing. Because mm-hmm. you know it was just it was it seemed easier at the time, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of came to a head when we all were at, ended up at a pool party and she saw him with me, and she didn't like that. Yeah, that was hard for her. And I knew it was going, you know, was probably not going to go well. I never anticipated it would go the way it ended up going. But um, for me, I, I'm always of the mindset. I want to know everything about mm-hmm. my partner. I don't ever want you to feel like you have to hide anything from me. Right. Because my, my issue with compartmentalizing things a lot of times is compartmentalizing is one thing, but it it is a very close step away from withholding things and hiding things from your partner and bringing a level of dishonesty and deceit into the relationship a bit. And I don't, I, I personally don't ever want to feel like I have to hide my feelings or hide who I'm with or, Oh, I can't tell Gabe that I'm with so-and-so today because he's going to be upset. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to operate that way. Because I I want to live an authentic life, personally. But I also know that other people can and do compartmentalize very well. And they're like, oh, no. When I – it's I, – I had it described to me once as it's like a switch. When I'm with this person, I turn this part of me off and I turn this part of me on. Okay. I just can't fathom that because I'm not that kind of person, if that makes sense. It, it does. And <clears> – <throat> Some people have a hard time with, car- I can't say that word. Compersion? No. Um, Compartmentalizing? Yes. Mm-hmm. For some reason, every time I say it, I always, it comes out wrong. I don't, I just, it's like, I don't slow down. But some people have a hard time even doing that though. So, mm-hmm. so getting a grasp on things um, or um, just, yeah. <sighs> trying to figure out how I want to say it a grasp on how they how they fit and 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 it, truthfully 
it can come down to just more than what that fear is. It could come down to an abandonment issue. Mm-hmm. It could come down to a core wound that they have mm-hmm. from childhood. Yeah, exactly. And and sometimes you don't even know it until you start self internalizing. You know, mm-hmm. and what reflecting. Is, yeah. yeah, what is actually going on? And and I will say too, um, a lot of people will look at this and go, "Okay, well, four months versus seven years. Of course, they're secondary." just based on time alone. I will say though, there are relationships that you can prioritize based on, you know, intimacy level, not based on longevity, because there are relationships that I have had, for example, with Don, that yes, I am more intimate with him in, you know, the four years that we've been together, than, you know, say some of my friendships that I've had, like, but that's just a level of just, you know, not necessarily, you know, but it's an intimacy level because it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, above me or below me in the hierarchy, et cetera. I will say though, that usually it follows like a majority of the time it follows that the longer you've known someone or been with someone, the more intimate you are with that person, right? The closer you are with that person. So the other thing that I was thinking about that though, too, is having, having this, what was the phrase that she used on, on there about that person? Um, the, the new, the new one. They see themselves as secondary and lesser than. So, okay, so it's kind of um, one of those things where it's kind of um, secondary. Um, my brain, there's a word I was looking yeah, for. Secondary, lesser than. But and if and I guess I, I guess I thought they were saying something about the fear, and um, and if it is a fear or something that goes mm-hmm. to that. Um, really ultimately, I guess my mind's all over the place. I've got, I had something in my head and I was trying to figure out the, the phrase in which I wanted. One of the, two of the phrases I've heard, kind of the same. Me in my past wounds, traumas, whatever you want to call them, I've learned to not let things, not let those things steal my joy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that, that's there's, very there's a phrase that's been, that's, that I've come across from in talking with is um, fear is the thief of joy, which Mm -hmm. it is. It is. So what's happening here at this, at this point is the things that you're scared of is not letting you enjoy the things that you're wanting, the things you're wanting, the person you're wanting, the, Mm -hmm. the, the experiences because you're focused on not being, the mm-hmm. primary. Well, and, and, and here's the other thing too. You P need to sit down with your partner or the new partner. Are they looking for a primary? Are they looking for you to be their primary person where, you know, where you kind of have a primary? I mean, even if you don't necessarily have, again, the very, you know, oh, this is primary, secondary, et cetera. Even, you have a nesting partner, therefore you have situational hierarchy. Right. So are are they wanting you to move out uh, with from your other partner and move in with them? Is is that, you know, something that they have in their head as a goal? Because given that this person hasn't been in a long-term poly relationship, they're what I would call new to poly. A noodle um, poly? A, a noodle poly noodle noodle, noodle. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like that one a noodle they're, poly they're they're hard and straight till you get them in water and then whoo they're all wet but no um honestly though it it makes me wonder if they still are maybe grappling with a monogamy mindset which is hard to deal with sometimes because that is hard to unprogram or deprogram from yourself yes and if your away from yeah, if your partner is still dealing with knowing, okay, it's okay that this person isn't with me, etc. Some people they really do need a 
they feel like they need that primary person, that Mm -hmm. person who's going to live with them, who's going to kind of fill the role for monogamy Mm -hmm. that we, you know, we have all had in our heads at one point. This is what we need. Only love one person. Yes. And it needs to be this. And this is what it needs to look like. And, you know, um, so I, I think you need to talk with your partner and, you know, see if you can kind of get to the root of, of what their fear is, because I think that will help with, that in helping you address that insecurity with them. Mm-hmm. And if for whatever reason, this insecurity can't be addressed and keeps coming up, you know, that will require a lot more conversation on your part, you know, with your new partner and, 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 and some self uh, or in, inward, mm-hmm. some uh, self-reflection. Reflection. I was trying to think mm-hmm. of the word like that word, but yeah, it, it will take some time on that. Um, but it, it you know if if there's a if there's a reason to why this person like oh i i don't have time for you tonight mm-hmm. um i i can't deal with you tonight because i've got to deal with with my nesting partner i can't deal with, if that's the type of thing that's being said or something like that it it needs to be readdressed that way so maybe they don't feel like they're just the secondary or whatever mm-hmm. and 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 living the things in poly are are hard because yes. you know like for example when don had one that lived out of town mm-hmm. anytime they could see each other that's how it would be mm-hmm. you know and I, i'm like okay have your time because that's what you got, you know, that's, that's how you had to deal with mm-hmm. it you had when you got it. And so on on the opposite side of that hinge, the nesting partner or whatever, I was like, oh, you go do what you need to do. And, and vice versa, she knew that I was going to give that respect. I mean, it's just like when you two guys go on yours, I try to, I, it's not like, not that I can't talk to you guys, not that I can't. You know, text and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I try to give you your time so you can be present with each other. Mm-hmm. Because that can be a thing. Especially if you are having, a, especially a non-event weekend, then, you know, it's just the two of you. Then, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we all text each other anyway. Yeah. But I, I try not to be overwhelming or, or, you know, unless I'm actually needing something right then and there, then mm-hmm. I'm like. Or if I need clarification on a story that Don has told me and I don't believe him that, you know, <laughs> he would have, you know, no, Sin never would have done that. Well, fine, call her. So I freaking called you because right. I needed verification, damn it. <laughs> it happens. But, but anyways. So, I, I hope that helps, P. Yes. And if you have any additional information or you know, a follow-up or an update for us, you know, please do email back and let me know. Um, our second topic is a little sensitive. It's a sensitive subject. Hmm. Um, so we have DL who wrote in and she said, ladies, how do I process this? What should my response be? Um, My husband and I have a partner together, and uh, my husband is bi. I am bi as well, and then um, uh, my partner is straight. So it doesn't sound like it's a third. It sounds like it's she's a hinge. Um, My husband has never hidden his bisexuality, but he has been more open about it here in the recent past. We were supposed to go to a house party um, with people that we have gone to house parties with over the last six to eight months. And there was a message that was sent to us. And this is what the message said. And then there's a screenshot. And it said, uh, there is another thing. This is from the husband that's hosting the house party to DL. There is another thing, and I'm trying not to sound so bad, but I don't think it's a good idea for an openly gay man to be at my party. And here's why. First and foremost, my little brother is openly gay, so I don't care what others do. And then this this part is in all caps, but I won't hang out because I just don't mingle with gay or bi men because that's not my lane. In all caps, that section. 
and then back to regular typing, nor will I put or allow a gay man to mingle with and party in the midst of alcohol and around playing naked men to alleviate unwanted advances, looks, and flirting. I gotta have a comfortable atmosphere for all partygoers, and I hope none of this changes anything and that you and DL's other partner still show up. Please understand where I'm coming from with this. She continues, I am livid. I want to go off on this party host, but I know that this opinion of his is not um, an isolated one. What should I do? How should I respond? Hmm. I have so many thoughts. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) first off, (laughs) first off, full stop. Just because someone is bisexual does not mean they want to fuck you. Right. Okay? Exactly. Just because I'm a bisexual woman does not mean I want to fuck every woman that I know or meet. Every single time that I tell one of my straight friends who doesn't know, most mm-hmm. of them know at this point, but there was a point where I would tell, no, well, no, no, I'm actually bi. Oh, well, I don't like you like that. I'm sorry. Did I say that I was hitting on you? I was just telling you this is a facet of me. Me disclosing my sexuality does not mean that I am attracted to you. Right. Just like me. I like men. Does that mean I want to fuck them all? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you want to, you know, that you will fuck every straight, every man that you see. Like that, that's not what that means. Like I, that full stop, <laughs> like a bisexual man is not going to want to fuck every single man he sees. Like, I, like that, mm, that really grinds my gears. I'm stealing a line from Peter Griffin. Right. That grinds my gears. And so my, my thought is, Okay, if that's how you're going to be, I better not see any bi women. Exactly. Because I'm not bi. I mean, I'm not going to be like that because that's not who the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be that kind of person, then I better not see any women on women action. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a, a stigma about gay men, it's the same damn thing. Well, and, and that's the other thing, too. Just because that's not your lane. Okay, then don't do it. nobody said you fucking had to do it Uh uh-huh well get off your fucking high horse and and this this is what really pisses me off because this this person this party host tries to couch it as well i'm not really homophobic because my little brother is openly gay then don't why are you even saying it exactly so I don't care what others do, but you do. But you do, because you just said, I don't want them at my party. Yeah. I don't want them. It's not my lane. It's not my thing. It doesn't have to be your thing. Uh-huh. I'm, I, I'm not bi, and okay, you, my best friend is. And, and here's the thing. I just, I won't hang out because I just don't mingle with gay or bi men, because it's not my lane. So you don't mess with your, you don't talk to your brother. So that's fine. You don't talk to your brother? Right? Because, and, I mean, if you don't hang out with him, you better not be hanging out with your brother. You're not going to mingle with your brother? Better not talk to him because that's not your lane. And I'm like, how many closeted bi men are there that have gone to house parties and have hidden who they are because of this exact reaction right here? Be careful right there. I didn't want you to smack him. <laughs> you know, that uh-huh. was the puppy. But, I mean, seriously, there are so many closeted bi men that hide their bisexuality. Right. Because of this exact reaction right here. Right. Because there is still a stigma. People say, oh, no, there, there's no stigma anymore. You know, there's nothing to. Fe-. Yes, there is. Yeah. Well, and we're and, in 2024 and we have we have people in the lifestyle. People in the lifestyle claim that they are so open minded. But really, you know, they they aren't. And it drives me nuts. And I'm sorry. Nor will I put or allow a gay man to mingle with and party in the midst of alcohol and around playing naked men to alleviate unwanted advances, looks, and flirting. I'm sorry. I have never once 
been put in a situation by a bisexual male or female where I felt uncomfortable. There have been plenty of straight men who have made unwanted advances, looks, and flirting that have made me feel so damn uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And same goes for straight women or even bisexual. I've seen bisexual women that have come on to other people, in particular, you. Yeah. Because they, you say I'm straight, and and or they don't and, fucking ask. And and what it, and what is the one thing that you always hear from a bisexual woman? I who, can turn who, you. Yeah. Oh, honey, you just think you're straight. You just haven't been with me yet. That, no. Well, first off, with me, you say that to me whether you are straight, bi, whatever. Yeah, that's an automatic no for you. If you think you can turn me. Because I haven't you, had you can, you. you can change. They can change um, you. You're not even going to get the fucking chance because you are just trying to tell me that you can control me. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to control me. And and with that kind of attitude, you just haven't had. Okay, well, you haven't had me and now you're not going to either. But I, why? Why, do, why does it even have to be a thing? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm not bi by any means. But at the same time. Complete respect. Love who you love. Be with who you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, people know I'm not, so they respect me. And I respect them. I don't care what you like and what you don't like. You treat me with kindness, I'm going to treat you with kindness. It doesn't what, matter. What, what's, what's that phrase? Don't yuck another's yum. Right. If you don't want to see it, walk away. Go somewhere else. Exactly. We say that in the dungeon all the time. You know what? If you don't like that particular scene going on, Go to the break room. Right. Go. Go. go remove go yourself. Some, remove yourself from the situation. They like this. That's all that matters. I mean, there's the some- same thing in, in the lifestyle. If you see some guy on guy action in one of the playrooms, remove yourself. Yeah. Remove because yourself you from the situation. You can't have a you double don't- standard and say, well, it's okay for women to. Do- Why? Well, and, and that's that's what really pisses me off, why, DL. Why is it Is the fact just that, okay. that this party host then says to you. I hope none of this changes anything and that you and your straight partner still show up to the party. Why, why do you want the straight partner? Is that because so you can get your dick sucked or, you know, whatever, whatever is going on. What, well, the, the, this was the, the, the husband of the party, like the, the host of the party was telling her that, but I'm like, so you're, you're okay having the straight man and the bisexual woman show up. Right. But just not a bisexual man. Right. Like that's, if that's if, a double standard. Oh, it is such a double standard, and I'm sorry, it's bullshit. It is such bullshit. It is, and I am right there with you, DL. And I understand why exactly why you wanted to go off on him. I and I probably would have because I because I, I I'm like so y- you can say you don't want that, but since I'm not by, I have to put up with it because this and this. Even though t- knowing me, I don't care. But if you're going to put me in the same room with that, I will go up to bat with that guy. I will go one for one with you. I mean, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but and assuming just because you like to see two women do something, maybe they, as by women, don't want to see a straight man staring at them. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, they could be like, oh my god, that is so disgusting. This man cannot get his eyeballs off. I mean, I don't know, but it. I mean, yeah, no, it, <laughs> it just it just kind of gets me sometimes. I will say, too, that taking a pause before responding <clears throat> is good. It is definitely good because, you know, you want to take a breath. Because sometimes down. I don't do that. Yeah, sometimes lots of people don't do that, but it's okay. We all make mistakes. I will say that um, you've said, obviously, you're not going to the party, which good on you. Um you could take a couple of different tacks on responding. So you can call out the hypocrisy and the double standard that you see in, again, not allowing the bi male, but allowing a bi female at the party. Or you can take entirely take the high road and just say, no, thanks. We won't be back. And just drop it at that. It honestly just depends on what 
what kind of conversation, if any, do you want to have with this person going forward? Right. And and it's sometimes I react faster than what I should take a moment and breathe. Um, I don't like to be that way. But at the same time, some in some situations like that, you need to put some people back in their place. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> yes. I, I think I would want to more lean into the side of calling them out. But again, you have, you to, have to step back. You, you have to look at your own dynamics. Especially if you're a leader in, 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 in a... In, in any kind of well, lifestyle and, and type. And I'm not sure if you are, DL. Well, but, but, but being, if you're throwing parties or if you're not throwing parties, mm-hmm. that's a, some kind of a leader because well, you've taken that, that. That person is. No, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But uh, like you and I talking about it, like I want to sometimes and I and sometimes mm-hmm. I have to hold back. Yeah. Um, but because being leaders or being someone people look up to, it, like you guys have been around for a long time, I kind of look up to you as guidance or, you know, for us in our podcast, sometimes you have to. But at some points, like with our, I guess with our podcast, we can say what the fuck we ever, whatever we want to say. Because <laughs> it's ours. We're going to say what we want to say. It's ours I and it's our thoughts and our opinion. <laughs> I do what I want. But it's, it's, you do, you have to kind of step back and you have to look and you also have to look at what, how do you want to be perceived in a situation like this? Mm-hmm. You know? And honestly, you have to take a look at your community. Is, is the person who sent you this, is, is, is this the person, you know, like if you piss them off, will you be ostracized from, you know, the community oh, at yeah. large? Sometimes that happens. Yes. And, and it is. It's, it's, where, where is your source coming from? Is it somebody that tends to be in the center of drama? Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, that common denominator is probably not everybody else. It's probably that one. Yeah. If, if this is just a you know a random house party that you know, and there's other events, other things that go on in your area, okay, you know. And more than likely, what I would say, like even like Don has said, in the coaching world, take 24 hours, breathe about it, mm-hmm. and then go quietly and. Talk to that person. Well, and and here's the other thing too, type out a response. Okay, you don't send it to them. Like like put it in your note section on your phone. Okay, yeah. so type out a response. Like say everything that you want to say. Okay, like you know just call them every name in the book if you want to call them that. Okay, in that note, don't don't message them yet. Okay, right. don't don't send that as the message yet. Okay, type all that out, then sit with it for 24 hours. Okay, so stream of consciousness is put it all out, leave it for 24 hours, come back and read it again and go, okay, now that I've gotten all that emotion out of me and onto the page. Now let me dwindle it down. Let's (sighs) let's edit this down now. Okay, I'm going to take that down. I'm going to take that out because that was was mean. I'm going to reword this part so it's less bitchy and more pointed and just editing it down to a response to until you're happy with what you want to say until until you sound like you know or or want to portray yourself as a as a well-educated person or as mm-hmm. a you know as a a rational person you know mm-hmm. a logical person then you you want to make sure that that is actually construed construed in that is that the word I'm looking communicated for? maybe there's a word I was looking for, um, but anyways, in in your uh, in your response, you know, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's taking that time. Um, do, do I personally feel like this person is right for saying that? No. Do yeah. I feel like they need to be taken down off their little, you know, soapbox? Sure. I need I, so I need someone to kick that box right out from underneath their feet so they fall hard. Yeah. But that's just and, me. Well, Even though and, I am not a bi person. And and. My best friends are. I have, I have the petty Betty side of me mm. that says, put them on blast in all of your groups that you're in. Right. But that, that's the petty Betty side of me. It's not the logical. It's, it's, not, it's not the logical, rational side of, of, of Lady Croft. It's the petty Betty right. side. And I will say that putting people on blast can come back to bite you. And usually it does. Yes. Because you put people on blast, it, it's out there and it stays out there even if you've deleted it. But the thing about about putting them on blast, I would maybe approach leaders of other groups in your area and say, hey, this happened. What is your guys' stance? Because 
at this point, even though your husband hasn't been, um, again, like flaunting his bicep, he's never hidden it, but he's never been very super open about it until now. Unfortunately, there is a lot of this, you know, prejudice behavior that is very pervasive in the lifestyle still, unfortunately. There's a mm-hmm. lot of homo- right. homophobia, really, because that's really what it comes down to is a man is afraid that another man will treat him, honestly, like he treats women. Yeah. It is, is really what it comes down to. Again, the, you know, unwanted advances, the, you know, flirting, the looking, you know, they don't want to be treated the same way that they treat other people. Right. Um, but unfortunately, it is a reality. And especially depending on where you live, if you live in a kind of, you know, more conservative area or Bible Belt, you know, state right. like we do, it can be you may be in the minority there. Um, which is why I think it's important that you reach out to maybe some of your other local group leaders to see, you know, is are we still welcome, you know, at your events, at your things that you, right. you know, host, et cetera. Because once you find your people that will support you, stay there. Right. And support them. Because... Saying nothing and still showing up to the party, sans your husband, is condoning their behavior, is telling him, is telling the host of this party that what you said is A-OK, and I personally agree, because s- silence is complicity. Being silent is just as bad as saying it, you know? And so if you show up and attend that party, that you, that's just as bad. You're basically agreeing with it. And I know you don't, DL. I'm not I'm, – please don't think I'm saying right. that, that, that that's what you are – would be doing. But I'm just saying that that level of inaction would um, not be the right course of action. So I think taking some time, sitting with it. And also, what does your husband want you to do? I know that you've shared this with him. Mm-hmm. obviously, but you know, what, what does he say? Is he upset and hurt about this? Is he angry? Talk with him, right. fi- you know, because this is really an attack almost on him. So I feel like you need to also get his, um, take his opinion into consideration before you respond. Right. Because he may feel very strongly about, you know, Saying, you know, no, this is a double standard and, you know, like you're going to exclude me for being bi, but you're, you know, at, you know, asking my very bisexual wife to come like what the hell, you right. know, he, he may have some thoughts on that because, you know, ultimately you love your husband and you're wanting to defend him and make him feel comfortable as well. So I, I think taking some time. And also, what does your other partner think about this? Exactly. You know? Exactly. That that would be another conversation I would want to have. Yeah. Well, hopefully so. that kind of helped you out a little bit. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a hard topic to, to, to yeah, really and, dive into. And, 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 and honestly, Deal, I'm so angry on your behalf. It's not even funny. When I got your email, I was like, they did what? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to let me know who that person is, maybe I, Lady Croft will send a strongly worded letter. <laughs> or, you know, you can just send them this podcast. You could. And be like, look. <laughs> like, I just, it's backwards thinking is what it is. It is. And it just, it's it, not it, right. Still, it, it just still, it, it still cracks me up the whole, uh, well, my brother is, so I don't have a problem. Yeah, but but you do, because otherwise you wouldn't be saying this. And then you just added your brother. Thanks for that. Yeah, like, it just it really freaking pisses me off, because I just hate it when they try to couch things, you know, homophobic people try to couch things with, well, but my, my so-and-so is gay. Okay, that doesn't matter. If you're behaving, it doesn't matter how many gay people you know, or how many bisexual people you know, if you're acting in a homophobic way, you're acting in a homophobic way. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yes. Well, I would say, um, you know, if you have anything else, let us know. We will, yes. you know, try to help you out with that too. But um, otherwise, um, events coming up, we have the Valentine's party this Love weekend. Potion 69 is yes. this weekend. So by I'd- the time you hear this, we will... We will be almost ready to partake. Yes, I think there are no more rooms, but there are still a few tickets. A handful. I think like, like I think four tickets are left. Okay. Like okay. it's not a lot. No. So we are close to a full sellout. We've been sold out on rooms for a while, and um, we're getting close to being sold out on ticket tickets. Right. So. And then after that comes um, John's birthday meet and greet. Yes. In March. And then in April is Rope Jam. Yep, and then we've got another hotel party here. Yes, and then May, I think there's, event-wise, I think there's a little bit of a break mm-hmm. in May. Well, but then we're we're going on a trip. We are. Mm-hmm. Going on our trip in our favorite rocket ship, shooting through the sky. Anyways, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that that was Sin's polite way of being like, shut up, Lady Croft. Oh, my word. <laughs> Um, um, yeah otherwise and then we get ready for the pool party yes we do but um yeah if you have any questions on anything you want us to talk about it let us know email us at sinfulladies at gmail.com again you know i do apologize i do try to respond um as quickly as i get the emails sometimes it may be a little bit before they are on air and mm-hmm. always be on the lookout for clarifying questions, et cetera, yes. after you've emailed us because um, sometimes I will ask for a little bit more information. Yes. So. So we can give you the best answers that we've got. Exactly. Exactly. Because it always helps having all the information. It does. So as always, guys. Stay sinful.